Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. Top. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat okay. the eat all the leftover the leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the oh, barrel up, so to, up the hill. And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corin Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. see at the beginning of my programs this is the founder Melissa Asadero Apollo Patry. Hello! Hi! Thank you for being here today. Thank you. So how did what motivated you to come out here? I mean come on farmers are the backbone of our food system you know and it doesn't make sense that you know they obviously can't have enough support or enough resources to feed themselves. They're the ones that get up and take their backs trying to get you know like work the land for us and it's ridiculous that they don't have enough support and so we're here um, supporting them and trying to figure out ways to continue them. And may I interject too, the only thing that we do with for them is sometimes uh, vilify them and make their lives much more difficult like seeing that they're illegal alien and all these kind Correct. of horrible things that yes. we say. 
but yet realizing what after we finished saying that we open our refrigerator and our refrigerator is yeah. flooded with their produce and their hard work and labor so exactly. i want to point that out yes no i think people don't realize the amount of work it takes to even just harvest one cauliflower harvest grapes for your wine mm -hmm. you know harvest yeah seriously <laughs> there's so much work that goes into it i mean seriously like i would encourage people to watch some of the videos that ufw posts mm -hmm. even look at how they harvest like you know celery or mm -hmm. anything anything that goes into your food and so without them without them we wouldn't have any kind of food or any kind of system in place i remember the difficulty in um because of the south my uh, parents and family from there it's the people uh, look at the cotton looks so soft and easy, yep. but it's not no, easy it's to not. pick. I'm telling you, trust me, <laughs> to pick cotton from sun up to sundown and 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 like pretty much similar to the conditions that uh, our uh, produce workers here, yep. it is not an easy thing. But no. we, we but we put on a shirt, a t-shirt, and and like our uh, bloomers, whatever we have, and that's what we're doing the results of that. Yes, and I think also we want to raise awareness. That also have the living conditions for a lot of our farm workers a lot of as you know um are you know like like our um, you know like our um, immigrants or migrants that come here mm -hmm. but again we, you know we basically they are the last to get the you know, their basic rights taken care of and mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that they will we'll continue to advocate for that absolutely yeah. absolutely so I, that's one of the things that I'm so glad that you guys have extended I'm your glad network. You're here. Yes. As you know, at Media House, we're going to go everywhere. So <laughs> anytime that there's injustice or, or uh, uh, something to highlight about that, we're, we're going to be here yes. to put uh, put a spotlight on. Yeah. It. And yes. we'll be back because I heard that there's something going on in the on the 20th. Is that true? Oh yeah, we're gonna have a toy drive. That so um, we are gonna. We're right now. I'm actually uh, working with Ground Game and People City Council to. To do a toy drive for farmers. Also, speaking on that, I, I brought a football and a handball because, as you know, I, I used to do that with the kids in Chinatown. <laughs> so I'm going to donate that to oh, you guys oh, for the toy drive. You and I, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, kids are kids, and I. Well, I, you got you see all the kids right here. Yeah, you know so I mean? exactly, that's the primary reason they would lovely love that kind yes, of stuff. Yes. So, yes. So yes. Yeah, so you know, one of the things that we people, uh, the adults or older adults fail to realize when we tell them to not give uh, people that are living on the streets or on the edge without toys, they omit the fact that they are kids. These are children. They have the same kind of needs and dreams like that. And I think it's really cruel and just tone deaf to say that uh, to people that really are going to have an experience of childhood, no matter where they are, Correct. they should have that experience. Yes. yes. I mean, you know, like we even, uh, obviously you talk to Carmen as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting too to, to talk to her about, um, you know, like the needs Sorry. that, you know, our, our campesinas actually have too. And it's crazy because even if you look at the bags that we have right now, yeah. they're just basic household items. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the amount of cars that I hear right now, yes. they have been here for like at least two hours. Exactly. And if you look inside when we start our distribution, mm -hmm. There are young children in those cars, yes. and so think about the the kind of need that you would have as a parent and as a family to have to sit in your car with your young child during COVID nineteen. Yeah, during COVID nineteen, <laughs> at the spike of COVID nineteen. Exactly. Exactly. Um, to have to do that. Yes. So I encourage people to really investigate why our farmers are having a hard time providing for themselves. Voy a salir adelante Ayudaré a mis padres, a mis hermanos Llegaré a ser importante Porque nací muy pobre, pero muy pobre Pero para mi Dios no hay barrera Ni nada que me detenga De que se puede, se puede Voy a triunfar, venga lo que venga Porque nací muy pobre, pero muy pobre Yo siento que yo ya voy de subida hasta mero arriba De que se puede, se puede Ya tengo el permiso del de arriba ¡Epa, epa, epa, epa! Thank you, this is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. I'm going to be speaking in English more. She's going to tell us our, our responses in Spanish and she's going to translate. So first, what's your name? Mi nombre es Carmen Obeso. Uh, 
Su nombre es Carmen Obeso. My name is Carmen Obeso. And you're going to uh, translate in English, right? Okay. So, uh, how did this start? Can you tell us a little bit about this project here? ¿Cómo empezó este proyecto? Este proyecto empezó con started with the, the pandemic you know um, the, the people the farmers organized to make this happen because they realized that after their their shift it was nothing open you know it was no food available so they started organizing this with the necessity outstanding how long has this been going on They started in April. Okay, at the beginning of April, uh, to the pandemic, and they started asking for donations through uh, Facebook, and uh, mainly. How can we, if people see this, because there's farm workers all over, uh, when I always go up to different places, how can we start, uh, people could donate to you guys? ¿Cómo podrían otras personas que ven esto y van a ver todo esto, cómo podrían ayudar? Pues eh, pueden ayudar de la manera que como lo están haciendo Rich for the Tato Lake, for los Pantry, Home Pantry City. Eh, como eh, ellos eh, lo que hacen es eh, piden donaciones y ya nos mandan las cosas preparadas ya nos pasamos, nosotros vamos a recogerlas. Y pues es una gran ayuda porque viene variado, viene los, 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 sobre todo muchos productos de higiene personal que, que se requieren. Uh, well, um, she's asking uh, to do what a lot of organizations like in LA, as we come from, organization Apollo Pantry, a, a Future City Pantry, uh, Honey Meals Pantry, all of them, they get donations, they ask for donations, and then they make all, all these bags, or they uh, make the, the, the meals, and they bring it here. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, through this, this uh, via, if people can see it, mm -hmm. you know, that's the way to reach out to, uh, to Carmen. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, uh, uh, what, what kind of treats do we expect in these bags? What's in these bags in here? ¿Qué es lo que esperamos aquí tener en las bolsas? Pues eh, sobre todo productos básicos de, que la gente hispana consume, sobre todo arroz, frijoles, manteca, eh, pues azúcar o productos de higiene personal que es, es difícil ahorita porque hay muy poco trabajo y a veces la gente no alcanza a comprar la, los, los productos básicos. So these uh, contain basic products, especially, you know, what the, the, the people, the Hispanic people, Latinos that we use, mm -hmm. like rice, uh, beans, mm -hmm. and, and especially the hygiene products. That now they, with uh, the lack of work, there's not too much, you know, they have the opportunity to work. They don't have uh, the ability to buy hygiene products. Hygiene product is, is the most. I was gonna say because I also uh, this. I, what about? Because I noticed you got some kids out here uh, for Christmas. Do you guys get anything for a kids for the Christmas out here? El ve que hay muchos niños. El quiere saber si están teniendo algunas donaciones para los niños. Si nos llegan donaciones y pues incluso ya tenemos un evento especialmente para donarles juguetes por la Navidad para el próximo día 20 y sí hemos estado recibiendo donaciones y hay otras organizaciones que nos están apoyando también a conseguir donaciones igual para como lo hacen con otros 
Yes, uh, they've been having donations from different organizations, uh, especially for an event on okay. the 20th oh, really? of December. Oh, cool. Yes, uh, they, they, they know already and also they, they know uh, through the, the collaboration with the bags. Mm -hmm. So they, they already know that they are receiving donations for this day. Well, we hope that the house is going to also help because I, I, I bought a, a football and I bought a little handball. Uh, to help uh, maybe bring some more stuff out here. Is that okay if I come out again? Um, él eh, compró unas pelotas para jugar fútbol americano, eh, basketball, fútbol, y dice que si está bien que se las traiga y que si puede traer más. Sí, sí, todo lo que estén bien recibido, sobre todo pues, para alegrarle a, a los niños, que sobre todo campesinos, que ellos es una Everything is welcome. Everything is welcome. Welcome, especially right now that there's no uh, ability to buy toys for the kids or right. something else, a gift for them. Absolutely. This is Theo Henderson from Union House. I thank you for uh, your time. I'm going to mill about. I may ask you a few more questions later on, but uh, thank you for setting this up and thank you for being a part of it. I noticed on your shirt uh, here, what does this stand for? Él dice que notó su camiseta y dice que qué es lo que dice. De campesinos a campesinos. Uh -huh. eh, es, es así como lo pusimos en nuestro proyecto, porque como dice, hemos dicho, somos campesinos alimentando a campesinos, alimentando a quienes nos alimentan. Yeah, this um, with the, you know, the intention of the, the what they are doing. From campesinos to campesinos, farmers to farmers. Ah, you know, farmers feeding the farmers. Exactly. People forget that the farmers that do this work for us to eat that are in the city, but realizing they have to eat too. So this is an excellent part of it. The campesinos are campesinos. It's a muy importante. So thank you again. I hope you again meet in the light of understanding. Thank you. Fernando Hernandez. What's going on with, with the, uh, the beautiful uh, costume? This is for the celebration of the Virgen de Guadalupe season the, the, to help the people here from the from the event or here, the association, and uh, we try to do you know much care for the for the Hispanic people. Oh, good. So what's the, uh, with the the outfit? How, how did you guys come up with this costume? You know, trying to learn and try to practice and, you know, try to invite new people. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So do you guys do this more than just except here? Do you go other places? Uh, we go other places. Uh, all in the, on the, the December, you know, the Christmas season and everything, you know, and uh, during the year we practice it, you know, for that new season, that following year. I noticed they got a, uh, a altar here. Who is the person that's there in the picture? Uh, he died from a disease and he was there to help for him. So you have like the, uh, the Mary and you have the heart with the jeans uh, with the cross on it. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of your costume. Yeah, yeah, we do. We practice for for the season of the Guadalupe, Virgen Guadalupe, and uh, I guess it was his this day. And right now we're gonna try to celebrate the much we can, you know, soon. What, 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 what flag is this? This is a Mexican flag. Okay. So everything is related with the Guadalupe, Virgen of Guadalupe, Mexican, you know, folklore, all the, all ah, December. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Hernandez. You know, uh, December is nothing but dance, Mexico, mm -hmm. Virgen, and everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very well. Viva la Mexico. Thank you very much, Mr. Hernandez.
What motivated you guys to do such kind excellent things? What you guys to be doing so much other stuff? Like sitting at home and pretending because look at the wall. time to talk with me. I'm going to mill about a little more and interview a couple of other things here, people here, and I wish you guys to meet in the light of understanding.
came out here for your Lord and Savior? We came out to worship him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, despite the COVID-19, what made you guys do it today? Oh, I, I don't think that we're not stopped because of that. So I think, I think you know, people are trying to be cautious. But I think it was an outreach today. It was trying to give food to people in need on, on New Year's. So make them feel special. Well, there's nothing wrong with trying to do outreach, uh, but what, what the concern with the community was because of the COVID-19 spikes and because of the uh, new variant of uh, COVID-19, yeah. some people were nervous because unhoused people are not always admitted to the hospitals if they get it. Or it, and it doesn't mean that you guys are wanna go to spread out COVID-19, but things happen. And so one of the things that we were, they were worried about is uh, what precautions that, uh, you, did you feel that there was, it was necessary to have precautions? Because I've heard that some people said that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you don't need to be precautious about COVID-19. Yeah. Well, I do believe in that. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, we believe that our Savior heals right. and Holy Spirit heals through us. And uh, we still think it's it's wise to be yes. precautious of a disease. I mean, um, that is something the leadership said. So there was a YouTube video online. Yeah. Yeah. The leader said something about wisdom, but not fear. So basically, they are encouraging wise actions. Well, the, you know, like I say, I noticed you have a scarf. I don't, I don't know because it, 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 I have mask. Yeah, okay, so that's the thing too because I noticed this this group of here, everyone's having masks. Because that's what I wanted to uh, figure out. Are you talking about the people giving out food? No, no, no. I'm talking about the people over here. There's like a couple of people that without masks on right oh. here. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the leadership wanted to control people either. So you, you know, it's. It's a free country, so... Well, the, the difficulty is like this. Here is like the unhoused community is very different than the housed community. We are more vulnerable to all kinds of things that are oh, put upon us. Saying, yeah. And the thing with it is, is that not because we, you know, we're trying to control it, but for the reality is if we do get COVID-19, we're not seen in the hospital. Yes. They don't see us. Yes. They'll see you first before they'll see me or other people. Yeah. That's what our concern was. They see us. Why? What? Why would they see us first? Because you're housed. Because we're housed? Yes. Housed and unhoused people are, are told that they're because you're unhoused, you cannot be seen. And you're not hospital? being seen. I, I don't know, but I'm assuming I'm not you know. Yeah. We're not from California. So. Ah, so, yeah. Well, that's one of the new uh, things that's going on now because the hospitals are overflowing. Okay. Now it's becoming... They got rid of the homeless. So I, you're saying this, but you're saying that homeless people are last accepted? Homeless people, un unhoused people, are the very last people to be accepted. And when they find out that you're unhoused, they turn you away. Wow. That's so, really sad to hear. Yeah. So that's one of the things why, because LA is to have a very hostile viewpoint on the house, houseless people, they don't, uh, these kind of events scares us because we're already at the tipping point. They're going to try to, they're going to ration out care soon because we have so many people that are not wearing masks or not taking the precautions and they're infecting people. I'm not so sure the masks are 100% accurate, uh, or just not, not accurate, that's the wrong word, just 100% safe. I mean, I just don't think they, they work the way we think they do. I think it's important to wear a mask if you are sick. Um, but the mask, I mean, it's actually proven that they don't actually help your breathing. It's not actually good for your breathing, and the masks don't protect they, us. They have apparatus to help with your breathing. That is true. But the thing about mask, it's not that it's going to stop the spread. It prevents you from infecting you. For example, I have my mask on. Yeah, so, but, but we don't have the disease, so we're not infecting anybody. So it's thick, but so. you could be asymptomatic. That means you could be doing okay and have the disease, and you might not know it unless yeah, you're being tested regularly. All of us could be asymptomatic. I mean, we don't even know. So Exactly, but the reason... We, that's, the re that's one of the reasons why these kind of events are perilous for unhoused people or vulnerable people that have pre-existing conditions. I mean, if that's the case, then we could all be asymptomatic. I mean, should that mean that we just stop everything and, and not do anything whatsoever? Right now, it, it's at the point where they will, we will have a choice because people are dying by a, a high rate of, of, of deaths here in Los Angeles. What's going to stop it if we don't use sensible practices so it don't get spiked to a ridiculous level that, you know, L.A. will be shut down. 
I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think masks are the solution to the problem? I think it's one of the parts. I also think a second part of the problem is sanitizing your hands. I think another part of the issue is uh, uh, making sure that we don't have events where people are unmasked yeah. and may inadvertently pass on the COVID-19. I have nothing against, I, honestly, sanitizing your hands, that's just common sense. We should all be doing that constantly. I mean, it doesn't matter where we are. I mean, there's always sickness. When it comes to wearing masks, I think masks are great just if you if you are sick. I don't see the issue asymptomatic. I mean, we could be asymptomatic to the flu. We could be asymptomatic to the cold. I mean, does that mean we stop day to day and wear a mask constantly everywhere? I just don't see this. I don't see how that's a solution. I mean, we're asymptomatic to everything if you really think about it. Unfortunately, COVID-19 is the flavor of the month that's killing a lot of people. Right. There are other diseases. Yes, there are. But right now, the okay. issue is right now is COVID-19 that is killing many people. I can agree with you that COVID-19 is a problem. But what I ask you is, are they testing for flu? Are they testing for any other diseases right now, or is it just COVID? Of course they were, and of course they are. They're not. How do you know that? Because, you know, the scientists are scientists. They don't just magically say, we're going to just pick out COVID-19. go in, the first thing that they're going to do is test you for COVID-19. They're not going to test you for anything else. And if you have the flu, you're going to test positive for COVID-19. Okay, when I went in the hospital to test for cancer, they ruled out other things before. That's how science works. They don't just they do not just do just one thing and just say, decide what's going to pick up and land on. There are many people. It's not asymptomatic, okay? It's not a concern. It's not a concern. People have cancer, okay? That's an issue. But it's not a concern that we should be wearing masks for. This is different. We're talking about asymptomatic diseases, okay? What are they testing for, right? They're not testing for cancer for an asymptomatic disease. You're not going in to get tested for, for cancer unless you physically know that you have some kind of problem like that. You're going to get tested for COVID first no matter what. Okay, here's the thing. If you're listening to scientific protocols, they are going, they're not going to panic the public without scientific proof. It has been known from the earlier part of the year when President Trump knew it was bad and he denied that it was that bad. So COVID-19 is real. And COVID-19, when it first came out, scientists were scrambling everywhere to trying to make sense of how this disease spread. Since this time, they have, as like any science, as science does, they have found out certain triggers and certain peak points and certain things to prevent the spread. Now, people don't believe there exists. People don't believe that being in, in, in large crowds unmasked is going to give it. But the problem is the rea- we cannot ignore facts. The hospitals are overcrowded. Ambulances are circling around trying to find people to uh, go to the hospital because they can't breathe. So part of the issue is, if we are trying to do an ounce of prevention as a pound of cure, we have to learn to do some things to not escalate the situation. Right. That's the simple thing. Um, I don't mean to like get you off topic, no. but uh, I, I rode a plane here, so they talked about our, our safety is your primary concern. Exactly. So this might be where you're getting at, but like Christians believe that I think that as well, that our safety is the primary concern of everyone. Right. So, here's, I would say our safety is self, eternal salvation or eternal life. So, I think that's... So, the physical safety is not the uh, primary. It's just the, what you're going to do on the, in, the, in the hereafter. Is that what you're we, This is more important than our, than our health. Worshiping okay. our Father, it doesn't matter, you know, obviously, disease is a concern, okay? I mean, that, we're not going to say it's not, but... But this is eternal, okay? This is what we'll be doing for the rest of our lives. Even when we get to heaven, we'll be worshiping our But God. if you live long enough to do that, but here's the thing. It's not live long enough. We okay. will be living eternally. Oh, that's okay. how it works. Okay. All right, that's how, that's how salvation works. But what okay? is what happens if, for example, because you guys are focused on your faith, that you inadvertently get some one of your one of your congressional uh, your uh, members of your uh, your church or or your they can pray and ask the Lord for healing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, and and the thing is, if one of them die, they are going to live an eternal life. Okay. So it actually, like, I don't know if you've heard of Jesus. I, I've heard of him. So so he died. So right, that, right. But he didn't die of COVID. But this, this, this. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he still died and went to eternal life. Yeah, and then yeah, the apostles yeah, yeah. after him, they died and went to eternal life. So it, it's really not a concern of a Christian to die. The goal is to okay. make other people I get that. I, I get that because there is a, 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 a plan for a better life. But here's the thing, though, that what happens if people don't subscribe to your faith and you guys are out here and you inadvertently get them sick? What happens with them? Well, 
goal, our goal here, so so everybody that's here that's not a Christian is here right. by choice, right? Well, they're, they're, even they're, if you're, they join your thing, so obviously they're, they obviously I believe nothing of it. Yeah, so if, if you're here, you're here for two reasons, or I guess three, right? You know, considering you, I got you know what? There's four. I'm just I know I'm counting here, but you're either a believer and you want to you want to worship your Lord. You're homeless and you're just here, right? Because there's food, there's free food. You're a reporter like yourself. You're somebody that's protesting this event. So if you're here as a reporter and you're here as protesting, you're putting yourself in danger. If you're here as a homeless man and you're getting food, it's because you can't eat and you have nowhere else to eat. You're getting food. But you guys chose to come here. That's the thing. So that's so the thing. You so you're putting, so you inadvertently putting people risk. because they're hungry and dangerous. But see, here's the difference between you and I. I have my mask on. I have my glasses. I have my ears protected. And I make sure I do all of the things. And I believe COVID is real. And I believe that I'm going to do everything in my power sir, to not be inadvertently passive. I have not entered within six feet of anyone right. without my mask on. So I, I don't, I, I like respect, but I don't think it's fair to accuse someone of standing with, like I'm obviously, if you can look around, there's no, there's no one within six feet. Of I didn't say you, but I'm pointing out, hold on for a minute. I'm point. I see right here, I see other people here with no mask on. And they are infringing on other people's like, right? Yeah. But that's the point. What I'm trying to tell you: not everybody is going to agree with what you're saying. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. They might not believe what you're yeah. believing, but they are over there in in, in spaces but, without the mask on. They're not. We don't even know them. So that's that's a separate topic. For you can talk to them if you want to talk to them. But they're you're part of the us. group. They're, they're uh, worshiping the group, obviously. Okay, but but they're not. They're not us. They're not they part of you guys. Right? Their- are, are other reporters not following your COVID procedures? Yes, they are. Actually, right. you look at it. So, right. so how, I don't see how you're going to blame us for... The point of it is, is that you guys chose it this day to have a group of people with your with your your followers to have it here out of a vulnerable population. Not a bunch of reporters are running around standing in the corner saying, "Everybody, let's go give our food to unhoused people. Let's go and infect unhoused people." That's the difference. I'm sorry, I never got your name. My name is Theo, I'm sorry. Sorry, what is it? Theo. Theo, I'm Asher. Asher, right. nice to meet you. Your mask says Theo? Yeah. Theo? Nice. Okay, so, so, nice to meet you, Theo. I, I, can, I, can I ask you a couple questions? Yeah, yeah. Your, what is your, what do you report for? Is it I do podcast? a podcast called Weedy and House because it deals with the unhoused oh, okay. issues. Oh, okay. That's okay. why I'm asking these questions. I see, that makes sense. So, when did you start this? I did this over a year now. You've done it over a year now. Okay, so... So you've been a reporter for a year, is that right? Um, let me ask you a personal question. Do you? What do you believe? Well, that's not really relevant to me because even if I was Christian, I also, like you said, you made a good point of using wisdom. I wouldn't get a bunch of reporters of us and go out and and, and have a big event, especially after the spike in COVID-19, well, the spike of new variant. That, I wouldn't do that. Theo, that's the difference. It's important. I mean, we've been sitting here talking to you for... 30 minutes, maybe? I mean, I don't know. A long time, I would say. I mean, you check your recording. 12 minutes. 12, okay. It feels like It feels, it like, feels 30 like 30 minutes. minutes. Yes, it does. Sometimes when you get carried away, you know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, you know, when we've been, you know, for your podcast, right, so that you can have this podcast, do you mind telling us what you believe? Is that too much to ask? Well, it's not really relevant I mean, because I can see... If it's not relevant, then why are we here? I mean, we're here talking with you about yeah. Christianity and what we believe. That's your belief system. And I, I asked your you question. You. We just want to know more about you. Man. Well, right now, this is not about me. It's about me getting this story that is going on right now. The event that's happening, there's a big event here on New Year's Eve with religious people that as, with, despite the warnings of CDC, despite people saying it's dangerous for the unhoused community around that we, I'm just trying to figure out what your story is. Yes. My story is already known because I've been over here a year and if you want to check out all of my, my, my belief systems, you can more than exactly use the social media. Theo, I don't, I don't want to go on social media and look up your belief system. I want to talk to you like a person, alright? Right now, I'm just doing what well, part of my job and like I say, I'm just asking you these questions to get your perspective because you guys are have the event. If know, they, we want to get your perspective. We, we understand your perspective but we want to understand your root, your root belief. You understand why you believe this. Well, it's not a matter. It's not a matter of me. What my root belief is what I see, and what I see is 
there is no uh, group of reporters here. There's just a bunch of uh, religious people on New Year's for here and Skid Row that are singing praises to the Lord. I mean, if, if that's not, not, not what's happening? Well, of course, but there are, there are other things involved, too. I mean, you can't just say that you you believe what you believe based off of your, just your sight, all right? I could see a president inside could be something terrible, and in, on the outside it looks great, all right? I mean, that's, that's, that's just... What, what I'm that's stating is this facts that there is COVID-19 is real. COVID-19 has had a spike in Los Angeles, and you stated that you guys are not from here. COVID-19 hospitals are at its breaking point. There's a new variant of, of COVID-19. This is the impetus, and this is the focus of my story, and this is what I'm asking about. I'm not asking about your personal beliefs. I don't really care because there are Christians that are in house, houses that don't join here. There are Christians that are part of the protest because they felt that this is ill-served. The point I wanted to know is that what I see is why today, on this day, where there's unhoused people that have a very low chance of getting into the hospital, and now it's in the fact that it's going to be really a very high, low chance of housed people getting to hospitals because the, house, the hospitals are packed. So why add on to the fuel to the fire? That's the whole focus of my conversation. And that's the beginning and end of it. You know, you guys have answered most of the questions very, uh, very intelligently. And you guys, that, that's that's it. All right, Theo. Well, I appreciate your time. Is there, Can we pray for you? or? I, I'd rather not right now because I, uh, I appreciate you guys' sentiment. I mean, we, and we, I wish you guys have a very good new year. We're uh, the same. We believe God's a healing father. And I know she have a cane. And, and we'd like to see you walk away without that cane. Even well, if you, we have different beliefs, we still... We still love you, man, and, and, and we just want to, you know, we want to see you heal. Well, thank you very much. Well, I will keep you keep that in mind, and I hope you guys uh, have a very uh, a, a very healthy new year, and I hope we all meet in the light of understanding. Thank you very much right. for you guys' time. cocineros y ahí les va esto que va más o menos así por pensar que no volverás conmigo y el saber que ahora ya tienes abrigo
So what's the hot, what, what motivated you? What can I do to get a, a, a haircut and stuff here? What, 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 when you just come here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you were saying earlier about the hygiene and stuff, uh, uh, you guys felt that there was a need here. How many people did you guys get used to uh, get the, the starters? How many? This yeah. is just Sylvia. This is her. Yeah, oh, I started. She's yeah. hairdresser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I started coming. Uh, like, this is my third time. Uh -huh. But the first time I came with uh, with uh, food initiative. You know, because Melissa um, is a member of uh, an organization what? that I belong in, in Skid Row, oh, Los okay. Angeles Community Action Network, LA Can. Oh, LA Can. I know it very well. Great work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Because we've been in the community distributing food, and, and Melissa is one of the persons they've been, you know, part of this 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 uh, initiative. Mm -hmm. So she invited me. We became friends, and she invited me, and I love it. We brought some food last time with her, and the next time I asked the organizer, you know, Carmen, if uh, she allowed me to come and do haircuts because I'm a hairstylist. Uh, yeah, all good. And I was gonna, say, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I was gonna say, you know, uh, this is like uh, one of the things that they do do also down in Skid Row uh, with the in-house. They do uh, give out haircuts and beauty tips and things like that. So this is wonderful to see like this. Uh, so are you? Are you? What? What? How much do you charge? I don't charge. She doesn't charge. Oh my goodness. You gotta get. Uh, yeah. Well, cause that's wonderful. You guys offer the service to it. Uh, so perfect. 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 Okay, so, so we get the sexy hair. Now that might yeah, not be for me. Yeah, those products, you know, don't mind on those products. Yeah, because yeah, I don't do publicity for nobody. I yeah, just yeah. use them. But I, 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 I just, don't have any hair, so it's not yeah, going to work anyway. <laughs> it's, for, it's just to bring uh, mm -hmm. what we, you know, well, we, we can offer to the people. Yeah. Because in life, it's just about service. Mm -hmm. Service others, you know, serve yeah. others. Very true. Uh, well, thank you very much for it. We're going to probably come back and ask you a few more questions. Uh, we're going to walk around and see new people and, and see uh, uh, what other things that got going on out here. Thank you very much. Henderson from Weedian House and we are here in Oxnard and we have a family that has received some of the, uh, the produce here so I'm going to introduce them and I'm going to ask uh, we already know his name what's your name sir Jose Mendoza Jose Mendoza uh, thank you for what why did you come out here today vengo porque nos van a proporcionar comida para todos los campesinos los que trabajamos en el campo what did he say he said that he how long is, uh, uh, is it because it's a difficulty to get food or is it because uh, they give good food here? Pues son las dos cosas. Un poco se dificulta obtener comida y What do you say? How, be, uh, how do you guys are uh, dealing with the pandemic, COVID-19? Okay, de preferente al COVID estamos cuidándonos mucho, gel antibacterial, máscara, para no contagiarnos con la demás gente. Uh, how is he coping with COVID-19? So, uh, yeah, they are just following, you know, 
planeando venir para el, el día de las donaciones de Navidad. Ya sí. yeah. oh, excelente. Um, so how is the COVID-19 affecting you in, in Mexico? How has COVID-19 affected you to come here? ¿Cómo le está afectando al COVID para venir aquí? Pues bastante, la verdad, porque somos mucha gente que necesitamos. A lot, because he says there's a lot of people that is in need. A lot right now. Because of uh, because there is no availability of food or what's going on? Porque no hay um, no hay uh, comida disponible o porque Oh yeah, because it's hard uh, to um, acquire the food to get the food because mm -hmm. it's very low. Uh, you know, work. There's no jobs. No jobs, yes, absolutely. And even it's affecting out here, this job. So, uh, so how long have you uh, been uh, with there's no, no jobs out here? Como que tanto, uh, usted piensa que ha estado um, afectando más hacia a los trabajos, que no hay ya tra trabajos aquí en el área. Pues, más que nada ha afectado mucho como a las fábricas y todo eso. Pues, ¿Desde sí. cuándo, más o menos? No, pues, ya... Uh, the, he says that it's been affecting the factories mainly and about 10 months. Also, you know, uh, Trump gave out a stimulus of $1,200. Is that, uh, has that been helpful? Or has it been enough for you guys? Ha habido un estímulo de $1,200. No sé si a usted le ha servido o no. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Well, it's like obviously, if you're out here getting food, then obviously it hasn't get it is intended purpose. So, in order for us to uh, be able to get like this new administration that's coming in, what would you be able to tell the new president in order for you to help you guys? Ahora que viene la nueva administración, ¿usted qué le diría al nuevo presidente? Mainly to have a, the ability to get a job. So, uh, do you think this is going to hold out that COVID-19 is going to be following us in 2021? <laughs> Uh, he says that uh, unfortunately, you know, there's more cases coming up. So do you think that they're going to be able to give us uh, people like us uh, the vaccine, or will they have it certain people have vaccine? Because they have the vaccines coming to LA County. Do you think that we're going to be able to get the vaccine? Said that, that, yeah, for sure that we should have the vaccine because we are essential workers because we we work to get what you have on your foot on, on your table. Absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, thank you very much, Jose. This is Theo Henderson from William House. And if there's anything would you like to leave uh, or uh, anything else you'd like to say? Este, le gustaría decir algo más y le agradece por la entrevista. No, está bien. Todo bien. Thank you very much. Great. Well, this is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. We just finished having an on-the-ground reporting with Jose, who has been affected by the panic, COVID-19, the lack of uh, work, and the minimal effect of $1,200 for 10 months. So you do the math and you do the analysis on how effective that stimulus package was. And in fact, why we still are battling over this, having a stimulus package, and people still say that this is a handout. This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House, and I hope we meet in the light of understanding again.
Casi 14 años sin ir a mi tierra, a donde nací. Ya todo ha cambiado, le ruego a mi Dios, no se olviden de mí. sin poder ir y yo sin poder ir trabaje y trabaje tengo muchos días que no miro el sol mis hijos son grandes y no les entiendo no hablan español no han sentido miedo of the Oxnard episode of Weenie and House. I wanted to close because this is one of the landmarks here that show how we have illustrated how food poverty, food injustice, poverty has been criminalized or at worst ignored. We have house residents that are, had no work in several months that are hungry. Will they be meet the same fate as the unhoused community that out here that have no money and support systems that the city has taken a zealous role in trying to criminalize? I don't know. Maybe Oxnard will push the city to do things that they put for them instead of us having a predilection, an obsession, or book-licking obsession to the police. And the city hall can finally be held accountable for taking care of its citizenry. I don't know. I know that this is a very common link that as with Weedy and House, we've gone through Los Angeles, Oxnard, uh, San Luis Obispo, San Jose. There seems to be an underlying link. It is being a criminal, it seems to be a crime to be unhoused, and it certainly seems to be a crime to be poor. And the people that are, have no problem in criminalizing are people that have much to lose, that have much money, and, and have the luxury to look their nose down on the poor. Theo Henderson for William House, and it is my hope that we make the world a better place and we meet it in a light of understanding and doing y hermanos con los ojos tristes y paso cansado promete Juanito que va a visitarlos y poder abrazarlos y poder abrazarlos de botitas y sombreros me miran seguido por el freeway Jardinero, cocinero, igual me la rifo dirán anyways Y aunque me miren pa' abajo la cara levanto empinándome un bote como quiera soy amigo y también mexicano, mexicano hasta el tope. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal, with more entrepreneurs, more live events. And more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it! That's really it! And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.